0: I'm sure we've always are all experienced some sort of like challenge or negativity where we were like, why is this happening to us, you know, and then a couple months goes by and you look at it and you're like, whoa, like, where would I be if that didn't happen, you know, so just like really reassures that everything happens for a reason because, you know, you guys are on this podcast together because of all of your accumulated experiences, good and bad, that led you to here, able to share this message, right? So I think putting an emphasis on like a mantra I've been using recently is um, there's no good day or no bad days, only good days and lessons. And I think that when you kind of take that into your, Like perspective and view things as a learning experience rather than than a negative experience, you know, it'll really change your
1: life. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. On this week's episode, we interviewed two incredible humans, Matt and Anna, the creators of the Blue Dream Bus. These two are adventure-seeking, nature-loving humans who decided to convert a 1985 International Fire Crew Bus into the bus of their dreams and have been living that bus life, traveling the country for the last year. These two are so inspiring and have such an incredible mindset, which is why I needed to get them on the podcast. So this conversation is definitely one for the books. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to tag us on our new Instagram at Modern Happiness Podcast, because we love, love, love to hear everything that you're learning. So without further ado, let's welcome Matt and Anna to the Modern Happiness Podcast.
2: What is up, happiness homies? Welcome to another episode of Modern Happiness. We have a couple of great guests today. Matt and Anna, how are you guys doing?
0: Doing great, man. We're stoked to be here.
3: Yeah, doing fantastic.
2: Nice to meet you guys.
4: You better be doing fantastic because you're living in a freaking bus, traveling the country, (laughs) something that most people dream about doing and probably never do. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to hear you're loving it.
0: Yeah. It's pretty wild being out on the road and hearing, like encountering so many people that are like, I wish I could have done that. That's a dream like this and that. And we're just kind of sitting there like, Hey man, you're alive. Like why, what, what's stopping you? Go for it. You know?
4: Yeah, we're uh, pretty we're wow. Not, That's uh, what we did. We're yeah.
3: just like, hey, why yeah.
4: not for it? I always say, like, yeah, we're not special, special, but I'm, we're all special, of course, right? But like you're no different than anyone else. You just yeah. totally to do it.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Okay, real quick, we're gonna start off with some rapid fire questions just to get the audience a chance to get to know you. And then we will definitely dive deep into your story. So um, even though these are rapid fire, feel free to talk as much as you want. It kind of depends. So um we'll go for each of you guys. First question, what's one thing that you are grateful for?
3: I'm grateful for this girl right here. <laughs>
2: oh, brownie points. You better have said that.
3: <laughs> I beat mean her through it so she can't use it can't back. Say yeah, same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am grateful for uh sunshine and clear skies. There's smoke in the air right now, so I'm making me extra grateful for the clear days.
4: Mm, nice. And this is off the rabbit fire, but just so everyone get an idea, where are you guys right now?
3: Yeah, we're in Chico, California, my hometown. Um, yeah, getting ready to go to a cousin's wedding. And then my brother's getting ready to have a baby in uh, early October. So might stay around this area for a bit.
4: All right. Nice. Nice. I was going to say, I'm so curious on the itinerary, but maybe we'll get there. <laughs> um, second rabbit fire. What is your most used emoji? Ooh
2: the oh,
0: butterfly awesome. or the yin and yang
2: oh wow we have not gotten either one of those yet it's usually some sort of smiley face mm-hmm. so nice yes
3: i think mine's got to be the fire emoji honestly <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's
4: go, go. I'm, head head out. Out
3: there.
0: I'm surprised it's not the shock emoji.
3: <laughs> oh that
4: that could be it. oh yeah okay. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be the bus emoji but <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs>
2: yeah <Content. laughs> too obvious yeah awesome okay what is your guys walk up song
0: oh yeah. oh i'm going first get up get out i don't know the artists
2: get up and
4: get mm. out can you sing it for us
0: it's like get up get out get 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 motivated
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know okay. i love it <laughs> it's
0: hilarious. you have to play it
2: okay it's like,
0: yeah. like i can't get out of bed but i need to get out of bed and fire up
3: perfect we could all use some okay. of
2: that the artist is born dirty just to give you. A oh, that's a great name.
4: So.
2: Yeah. We're, we're creating a playlist of everyone's walk-up song, a modern oh, happiness playlist. So it's, we'll add it for yeah. sure. Speaking of listeners, check
4: that out. Modern happiness. I don't know what it's called podcast. Hey, I like Sweet.
0: that. <laughs> What's yours.
4: Um, you know, recently I've been listening to a lot
3: of reggae and, um, uh, family tree. It's a great song to just vibe to. And, uh, cruise around the bus and all that sort of stuff so love it nice Nice.
4: awesome sounds like a whole vibe yeah seriously um all right awesome what are you guys' favorite book
3: um a new earth by Eckhart Tolle
4: Mm, awesome
0: mine is Celestine Prophecy Mm. and I don't know the author
2: okay nice love it two new ones for me um, okay. What did you guys want to be when you grew up?
3: I wanted to be a baseball player growing up. Um,
2: <laughs> you're in good company. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, always watching the giants and going to games and stuff like that and, um, played competitively all the way through um, college and didn't quite make the cut, but i um, happy to tell the story and the career that, uh, you know, I did get to take part in. So it was, it was oh, great to- where,
2: where did you play in college?
3: I started out at Santa Barbara City College um, in her hometown, and then uh, transferred out to Florida State to finish up my last two years. Wow! Uh, I got a scholarship out there and ended up playing for Mike Martin. So hell yeah! yeah. I'm
2: I'm actually from Florida, so I'm very familiar. <laughs> ACC baseball. Um, I coached at Clemson for a little while. What huh. what what year were you at Florida State? Uh, I was there 2016 and 17. Okay.
3: Sick. Yeah, finished in uh, the College World Series of 17. Broke my foot in the last inning of my last game. No Damn. way. Yeah, it a good what, way to go out. What, what happened? Sliding into a base? Uh, I, funny enough, I'd actually like had a minor <laughs> fracture to it. Uh, just in practice, I did like a cheater move where I jumped off and kind of turned and twisted. Uh, landed a little funny coming down. Um, and as my senior year, I was like, there's no way you're going to take me in and do an x-ray and sit yeah. me down for the last part of this season um, so I ended up playing through ACC tournament, uh, through the regional and super regional, and then went to Omaha and literally went to cover second base. And as I shifted off my left foot to go cover second from second base, uh, it just popped. And wow. I knew that it had, you know, completed that fracture and, uh, yeah, I was kind of okay with it though. Yeah. Good timing.
2: Damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious who, who won the college world series that year? Do you remember? Yeah. I think, I it, think was it was LSU. Florida. LSU. Florida. Okay. Yeah, they beat LSU. LSU yeah. took us
3: out and then uh yeah, Florida took them out in the that's
2: finals. that's what I thought. Small world, one of my friends that I grew up playing high school with was on that team with Florida. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were stacked.
0: Super small
2: Yeah. Okay, Anna, uh, what'd you want to be when you grew up?
0: You know, I didn't really have anything I wanted to be when I grew up. I just knew I wanted to help people and I didn't really know like how that was gonna show up, but something since i was very young has always pulled me to just making an impact on people in a positive way and i think i'm kind of living that now so
4: nice yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get into that for sure yeah. uh am i up yes all right final question <laughs> what is your superpower
3: Ooh, super. <laughs> a tough one
0: um i think my superpower would be to um dissolve people's limiting beliefs so that they could do whatever they wanted and chase their dreams
2: wow I that is them. powerful that is a great superpower Jinx, yummy, oh, wow <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> wow how do you oh, follow man. that up? i'm not yeah, sure yeah, yeah. should you just <laughs> pass this is your yeah my superpower like is passing like on this yeah. yeah i like to watch <laughs> anna dissolve limiting beliefs yeah my superpower <laughs> is i talk to anna to be yeah able... Uh, but yeah you got you got to have something i'm sure i'm sure what makes you unique what what gift do you have to to help the world um you know i i
3: would say honestly it's just um an ability to adapt and um learn uh super quick learner always been um adaptable to certain situations and being able to kind of like just fit into that scenario and um, kind of playing off of that you know help some somebody out or help a business out, um, help a friend in need, whatever it may be, help a team win a game, little things like that. So yeah, let's go with that.
2: It's beautiful. Love it. Awesome. (laughs) I love that. All right, guys, the dying question. Let's talk about this bus. So, uh, so many things, but I'd love to just hear the story. Like I imagine the little that we've gotten to know you so far, this is maybe not somewhere you thought you would be at this stage. You, You know, if you thought back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um so how did this all start how long you you guys are living in a a bus what's the story behind it how long have you been doing it um what's the bus's name yeah we'll start there and then i'm sure matt and i will have all the questions
4: yeah
3: uh well the name of the bus is the blue dream bus Uh, we originally settled on livity which is the energy force that is in all things Um, So, and we were trying to spark lividity in everyone else and kind of create that um, connection between nature and our energies internally. Um, But then it transitioned into the Blue Dream Bus. We painted a lot of it blue. Um, We're both dreamers. And, you know, that was part of our dream was to be in the bus. So that's where we kind of ended up on the name of the Blue Dream Bus. A little background on the bus Gosh, we got really lucky. Um, We've both been really into tiny homes and that sort of sustainable living um, for about three years prior to um, really living together in general, Um, both graduated college and kind of wanted to figure out a way to live small, live tiny, create a smaller impact on the earth um, and, you know, give back in in more ways than we took from the earth, I guess, so to speak. Um, So we really, you know... um, kind of started that that journey um, right after college, and um, due to COVID, we, we were in a big city apartment and wanted to get out of there, away from all of the chaos that was going on due to COVID, um, so we both moved back to our homes uh, with our family and started trying to find a way to live on the road, um, and that kind of sparked our journey in, in finding the bus. We found it pretty much immediately, actually. Went on Craigslist, went on a few different little sites, and Um, there's a contractor in the Redding, California area that does wildfire crew hauling. So they take um, wildfire crews up to the wildfire, drop them off, come back, park, wait till they need to go back and get them. Um, And they were selling off a pretty good portion of their older fleet. Um, and so we snagged one and and kind of started our build out right from there. It only took us about a week to, to lock in that bus and get it paid and into our own hands. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty
0: crazy. I remember we were up at his cabin near Shasta, California, and we had been just kind of trying to figure stuff out. We wanted to. We were thinking about moving to San Diego and that whole deal. And then um, I was actually on the phone with my girlfriend, and she was like, "Have you guys like thought more about the bus idea?" And that just kind of sparked it. We literally went on Craigslist after I hung out hung up the phone saw the ad and I think we were at the lot, like literally the next next day. day. So it all happened really, really fast. Um, but like I said, it was just so aligned, you know, with having a parking spot and everything that we needed set up. So it just kind of was a series of really fortunate events, I would say.
2: So how long have you guys been traveling with the bus?
0: So it's actually, we're like a week, a, a year and a week anniversary of buying the bus Okay. So it was July 14th of 29 or 2020. And then we got on the road in April of this year. So we've been on the road for like three or four months. Um, so we're still kind of newbies, but you know, you learn pretty quick what works and what doesn't. And yeah, it's been an adventure that's for sure.
2: Man, that's incredible. So you, uh, Matt, you said something, you said you're both dreamers. Could you elaborate on that? I have an idea of what that means, but I'd love to know your perspective.
3: Yeah, um, I think for us, it just means kind of trying to create an ideal world, not only for ourselves, but for everybody and everything on this earth. Um, and I, I related mostly towards like nature and conserving nature in a way um, and being able to experience it in its most natural form. Um, I, you know, I think we both dream of traveling constantly. Um, and that was a big part of, you know, making the decision to live and work and, yeah, completely dive into living on the road.
2: Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. Um, it's funny, that really resonated with me because I, so I'm from Florida. I went to school in Charleston, South Carolina. And then I moved to uh, the Denver area after college. And I had this epiphany that, cause I was a big dreamer, I would say like, when I was younger and in high school. And then like college happened and it was like, all right, get a degree, get a career or whatever. And then I kind of like, turned away from that. I was working at a coffee shop initially. And then it just hit me. I was like, wow, I have not dreamed in a really long time. Um, so I'm curious, do you feel like this is like something innate in you? Do you feel like this is something that society lacks or like, how do you view that?
3: Yeah, I think the, like you kind of mentioned, the structure that we get placed into, whether it be in schooling or through socialization, um, you know, it kind of limits that belief that you can do whatever you want and create your own reality. Um, and, you know, I, it's hard to not buy into that when you're getting fed so much information that tells you to go, you know, fall in line and, you know, kind of be a sheep among the other sheep and whatnot um so it's hard to break away from that but once you get that image in your mind of this could be reality and you see somebody else go and do it and you think why not why not me why not us um and then you know it just takes the the action steps in between you know that visualization that initial visualization and it becoming part of your reality um and we were able to you know kind of take those steps into our own control and I think um you know everybody else has that same option as well so keep dreaming
0: yeah kind of going off of that i think um what you said is really important like when you were younger you had so many dreams and then as you got older they kind of faded and something that i love to like tell people to do is not tell people to do but recommend is to use your imagination like people do not exercise their imagination very often and like that's another form it's like imagination is basically like dreaming wide awake like use your imagination like you can dream up anything you want. And who's to say that that can't happen. You know, like, I don't, I don't mean we're going to the moon, like dream big, like set your expectations so high for your dreams. And you can't, you can't miss out on them because if you have like a vision, it's a law of attraction, right? If you are putting out the energy, like that's what you're going to receive in return. You're basically like an energy magnet. So if you're putting out, I can't do that. I'm never going to achieve that. I it's not going to happen for me. Okay. Well you said it, you know, you declared that to the universe, but if you declare that it's going to happen, all your dreams are going to come true. Like nobody can stop you. Then you declare that too. That's going to happen. <laughs> so it's really up to you, you know, like magnetize what you want to attract. That's basically the bottom line.
2: Yes. Oh, there's so much hype I know, in this room. I have yeah, now. This is like, so in alignment with everything <laughs> oh, that we talk about, um, I'm also a life coach now. So a lot mindset words are super powerful. So it's like what you say creates your reality. And I love what you said. I wrote it down. Imagine is imagination is dreaming wide awake. That's fucking incredible. That's, that's a mic drop. We're done with the episode after that one. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that because
4: uh, you know, a lot of the times when I can have sales calls with my clients, I'm a business coach for personal trainers and Give them the chance to like dream they're like oh personal trainers make like fifty thousand dollars a year and like but you got to do this for work and it's like no you don't actually like what what would a hundred thousand dollars feel like what would two hundred thousand dollars is that possible it's like "Fuck yeah it's possible but we're so stuck in that bubble and i'm so curious for you guys like oh we could like i have so many questions that i don't know how to like deliver one at a time <laughs> so it's like you're like oh we can move to san diego it like, was that idea like, oh, we have a job lined up, we graduated, we, we have some corporate jobs lined up or was like, we're gonna move to San Diego and find a corporate job or was corporate job never a question was, and all of a sudden you're just like, no, we're doing the bus thing. And was that scary? And I have all the questions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I personally have never been someone that was really into corporate or willing to go into corporate. I just knew in my heart that it was never gonna happen for me. Um, and honestly that was really hard and I think that it's that's important to share because I chose to take the entrepreneur journey and that's not something that's easy like every single person in my family works a corporate job every single person in my family does you know what society says you do and I came along and was like no I'm just gonna wander for a little while like I'll figure it out you know but I think it kind of goes back to that trust in like my own dreams and it's like yeah, I'm going to wander, but I also trust that like my path is exactly that it's my path, you know, like it's nobody else's. So the steps that I'm taking are going to, you know, they're going to turn out the way that I want them because I trust that they will. Um, and so I think just having that trust in myself and the universe was really what carried me through and, um, yeah, I mean, with my family too. the bus was not something that they were very stoked about. And I get along really, really well with my family. And so to kind of make this decision, it was a really, really big moment for me, because it was the first time in my life that I was really like, you know what, like, I, I can't. I can't do this for you like I can't say no because it you're insecure about it like I have to follow my dream and in my heart like I I love you you love me like it's gonna be all good you know like this is my journey and it's pretty crazy because once you um it's 222 once you make that declaration <laughs> it's really interesting because some of my family members like started to heal that part of themselves themselves you know like they started standing up for their own dreams in nice. areas that maybe they used to to not because someone told them they couldn't so i think it's it's a ripple effect really when you decide to go down a path people are going to look at you and be like wow like either that's not for me good for her or whoa i could do that too like let's rock it you know
4: this is this is my quote this is my quote i said <laughs> your your highest gift to the world is to be unapologetically yourself When you be unapologetically yourself and you live for yourself, you inspire other people to do the same, and they see that it's possible for them. So they Mm -hmm. want to take steps, just like you're saying. You inspire other people to be like, "No, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to do what I want, not what you want."
3: Yeah. Yeah. So true.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think what's huge too is like you made a really good point of anything, right? And and you alluded to early, so I'd love to hear more about it. But you interact with all these people, and they're like, "Oh, that's so cool! You're doing this thing. I could never do that. I would love to, but I could never." And Matt and I talk about this a lot. lot. Uh, Matt always brings this up. I'm going to be the one that brings it up. He rode his bike across the country. Took him three months. Dollar in the jar. So now I got to put a dollar in the jar. Um, But it's funny because when I first met Matt, he's just like all nonchalant. Like, yeah, you could do it. Anybody could do it. And I was like, what? No. And then I realized that he genuinely meant it because he's like, yeah, if I can do it, I'm not special. Like anyone could do it, but so many people are afraid. And, you know, my background. So I have a background in college strength and conditioning and then fitness. And I took a corporate job in Orlando in 2018. And I remember like, I was the only guy meal prepping food and eating healthy at this job. And I was the one getting made fun of, but really it was because these people felt terrible about themselves. They felt guilty. So they were projecting on me. And I imagine that's the same with your family, right? They're not actually worried about you. They like are like, Oh, well, how could I could could never never yeah. You know? And I, so I think that's, what's so like courageous of you guys is like, you're doing it. And then all, and it, it's so cool to hear that your family members are like, Oh, wow, actually like that is possible. And then it's like shattering the glass of like just perception and society. And it's like, so many people are stuck in doing things the way that we do things without ever questioning why we do it that way. Right. I, I think I, I wanted to add to that cause like
4: on, the, on my bike trip, I could never do that. I'm like, I, I remember this one woman, I, could, I can't even ride to the mailbox and back. I'm like, have you tried to ride to the mailbox and back? You haven't even tried to do it. Mm-hmm. So why are you already limiting yourself? It's kind of what you're talking about with the dreaming. You're already limiting yourself what you think is possible. Of course you can ride a bike to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. So I'm so curious for you guys. What did it feel like? Okay, you make this decision. We're going to get this bus. And now we have to build it out. Do you have <laughs> carpentry skills, electrical skills. Do you have any of this stuff? Matt does a little bit and it's funny at Matt. Um, and, and, then, and then it's like, you're sitting there. So it's like, you could have been like, well, we get a bus, but like, I can't do electrical. I can't do carpentry. I can't set a plumbing and sink. and know everything that, you know, does all that stuff. And yeah, I could paint. We could paint. Right. Um, so what's that thought process? And you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Truthfully, I think it was the inspiration
3: from others going before us. Um, like you said, you know, somebody can do it. I can do it. Um, and we watch multiple people who have zero construction, zero electrical experience, go in and try things out, you know, work through these challenges of the day-to-day of building a bus um, and figuring it out, really. That's all that it came down to. Um, So I, you know, had a little bit of background in construction, helping my dad out around the house, and I did work uh, landscape construction for about a year um, right out of college, and um, just kind of took those, like, functional perfectionist type of skills and applied it to learning really and YouTube university if you guys don't know now you know you know information on anything including bus build outs I mean there is 50 videos on doing your electrical in a bus there's you know it's it's amazing the community um, and the support that you can get by going after your dreams and saying look, this might not be something you want to do, but I kind of want some help on it. And um, you know, there's so many people willing to give advice and, you know, share their knowledge on what they've done in the past to help you be successful. Once you say, this is what I'm doing and commit to it. Um, And also
0: like um, we're both athletes, but I think that's something that I've learned from his athletic journey and just his drive is like, can't doesn't really exist because like for me like I would be presented with an electrical thing and I'm just like yeah I can't do that Um, but for him like he has this innate ability to learn and consume information in a crazy way so he can watch one video and then replicate it whereas my learning style is much different than that But I think it's just kind of learning like how you learn, you know, like for him, he grasped it really fast. For me, I need to write it down, look at it, watch the video again, probably take more notes and then execute it. So it's really just like before you catch yourself saying, I can't just figure out what that process of learning looks like for you. Because I think it's important to know that like everybody learns so differently.
4: Yeah. You know, and and why people don't do it is like the fear of failure. We, we, we talk a lot about this and it's like, Matt, you you watch a video and you go do it. Did you do it right the first time, every time?
3: No, absolutely not. 90% (laughs) of the time I did it wrong (laughs) the first
4: time. And then what happened after that? You learned how to do it right. Yeah, and then now you have a fucking bus (laughs) you're traveling the world in. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't die. The world didn't explode. Your parents don't hate you more because you failed a few times on the electrical. he only got
0: electrocuted once
2: so twice (laughs) twice twice. he just held up half a finger guys he only remembers one time (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um okay i'm super curious what is you know because we all imagine like we, we live in denver i feel like this is a very popular area to have like even you go to like the nice parts of denver and you see these like fancy houses and they have like a van outside like it's it's kind of the the common thing what is van life like like do you guys have a kitchen do you have a shower? Do you not shower? Bathroom, like give us the nitty gritty. What is like the day-to-day like? Taylor, Taylor, this is a bus we're talking about.
0: Oh, we have yeah. it all, guys. Yeah, yeah that's had,
2: why I'm asking. Yeah. We
3: have a tiny apartment inside of a 35 foot school bus, to be honest. Uh, we have a full, um, what is it? nine foot countertop, butcher block, um, like a huge farm style type of sink, um, almost a full fridge, it's apartment style fridge. Um, You know, a queen size bed and all that um, sort of stuff, plenty of storage, actually, you'd be surprised how much storage you can fit into those miscellaneous spaces like under the couch, um, or under the bed for for sure. Um, But day to day, um, you know, I kind of related to glamping in a way, because you're spending a lot of time outside, you don't you know, you're in a small space, you're kind of confined to, you know, being around each other a lot of the time. So spending most of your time outdoors um, was definitely our go-to. And um, I think how a lot of bus and van life um, communities and people live. Um, yeah, I'll let you expand on that a little bit
0: we I'll get into the nitty gritty.
2: That's what I'm um, That's what I'm looking for. Let's go.
0: So we haven't had a toilet, a real toilet. So a lot of people will uh, buy composting toilets or make composting toilets. And um, we were saving up for our composting toilet because they're pretty expensive. And so we we're like, oh, well, we'll just do a homemade one for now. But, you know, once you start living with something, then it just doesn't change because you start getting used to it. So. We were using a bucket outside. Um, <laughs> for, oh, a
4: bucket yes. outside. Oh, different from what Taylor does <laughs> so, <is> right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you I, know, like I prefer to
0: be grossed out about it and fearful, but like we were just talking about, it. you do it a few times, you learn how to scoop the dirt and hold your nose, and it's all good, you know. Like we're we're humans. I was actually listening to this podcast um, about how humans are so far from where we came from and like half the people that live on this earth wouldn't know how to go to the bathroom outside if it was a life or death situation
2: yeah
0: and I was like oh my goodness like you're so right like how do you go to the bathroom outside so you know at the same time it's a learning experience of of a lot of different things and getting used to things that you didn't think you wanted to get used to, in um, and adapting to situations like our solar, you know, and there's our entire bus runs on solar. So when it's a foggy day, you know, we, we have to work with that and, and not use our solar going to town to charge our stuff, you know? So it's, it's not always glamorous, but I think that the the waking up in the trees and next to the ocean or whatever it is, makes it all worth it. And you kind of like, you realize how much strength you have as a human mentally and physically, um, to overcome these barriers that you never thought you'd really face.
2: Yeah. I would love to talk on, I think the bathroom thing is so interesting. Uh, I've spent time in Kenya where it's like, yeah, it's just outhouses, which essentially are like holes in the ground and then you squat. And it's Mm -hmm. funny being a fitness coach, in america it's like modern society like when you get old it's a real thing where like you literally can't stand up off the toilet on your own like you don't have the strength because we don't work out and we don't move and it like you know i think most people would be like oh a bucket like i don't know and it's like no like this is like health and longevity and like mm-hmm. you should be capable of like supporting yourself squatting that low like it's so funny and yet we You know, it's like modern society is so interesting where we have like a lot of benefits and we have, and that's actually like a big reason we started the podcast, right? It's called modern happiness because we have anything at our fingertips, like (laughs) connection, you know, people, resources, whatever. And yet people are less happy than ever. And it's like, oh, why? You're right. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go just live in a bus with minimal things. And actually like, like you said, it's worth it because nature and I'm connected to myself and I'm present. And so I I think that's really cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think
2: those modern conveniences
3: can sometimes take away from what we're truly supposed to experience in life too. And it limits like, I don't know that the feeling and the emotional like energy exchange that you should have with certain things instead of, you know, walking around the national park, you drive through it instead, you know, you're not taking back and seeing all these incredible things that you would totally miss if you're just in the car now. And, you know, kind of just falling in line with those conveniences and not giving any pushback, like you said, um, you know, I, I think that does take away from happiness and in general.
0: Yeah. Another thing too, um, you know, we only have, well, not only we have a pretty big water tank. We have 75 gallon water tanks, but you know, when you're gone for a while, you really got to learn how to conserve water. Like running water is such a luxury Mm -hmm. because you know, even for us, we would run out of water. And sometimes we couldn't immediately go fill back up water. And so we would go one or two days where we would have to either get water bottles, which really sucked, or, you know, just fill up our stuff as much as we could. So, you know, the running water, it's just like, appreciate your running water, because little things like that, like he was saying, those modern luxuries, um, hard to live without.
4: I'm super curious about, you're kind of talking about the day-to-day life and and pooping in a bucket and super fun. Uh, what is it like in your relationship and how is that, how do you guys manage that being on this small place and you're like, you, especially when you're traveling really on the road and you can't be like, whatever, I'm going to Mike's house, like <laughs> we need some time apart or whatever, um, but you're just kind of s- stuck where you are how do you manage that
2: yeah my question out on is like, do you guys get sick of each other like it's a <laughs> confined space like yeah super curious sure
3: yeah I'll go um well first off I think our personalities are pretty
2: compatible
3: in the sense that we're completely opposite um so it's like a yin and yang type of thing I'm super fiery and like get stressed out easily and she's just you know even keel mellow and then sometimes the the like paradigm switches and i i'm kind of that calm energy in the in the room and having that balance to kind of just be ourselves and no matter how we're really feeling um, and be able to like kind of balance each other out i think really is what makes our relationship work Um, and that's how it worked in the bus as well there's definitely times where I was pulling my hair out because the wi-fi wasn't working as good as I needed it to for work or something and she's all it's all good like you can you know you have that call tomorrow it's not that big a deal and um, I think you know it kind of maybe reversed in certain situations but um, for the most part you know we're we're loving uh, living in the small space together
0: it's also really hard to be mad in nature. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to be sad in nature, but it's hard. Like it's nature just snaps you out of it, you know? So we also That's have a, a really dog. Um, we have a dog. And so I think that like, we're really open with our communication and, like he was saying, you know, when you spend so much time with a person, you start to like receive their energy. And so like when something's off, like I could be in the bedroom and he could be in the kitchen and like, I could feel that, you know, like I could feel his energy is off. And so I think it's just about like being really open with your communication. If something's up, like bring it up, don't wait, like just talk about it. Cause um, I think a lot of times people are caught assuming something's wrong, you know, and something's not, and then it becomes a spiral. So communication is our biggest thing. And then also, um, like I said, we have a dog. And so I think that makes it a little bit easier to just be like, hey, I need a little space. I'm going to go take the dog for a walk or like I need the I need the bus could you maybe go take the dog or blah 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 um so it's just like being really respectful of each other's energies and being able to kind of hold space for each other uh like he was saying he's fire I'm water and so we're completely different um going back to that dreamer thing I feel like I dream so big like for the bus I would have these crazy wild ideas and he kind of like is like, okay, well, this is what we can make happen out of that. Like, this is what's realistic here. And so I think like for for us, like it makes me a little bit more like analytical and it makes him a little bit more like free flowing and like, okay, wow, you can dream that big and then like execute it, you know? So we really feed off of each other's energy in like a really beautiful way.
4: It's so important to know yourself and uh, and to know your partner and kind of how their personalities are. So you, you can, like you said, kind of understand that. Like, oh, it's just Matt being Matt. Like, he's not really Matt. He's just probably a little frustrated and like yeah. whatever. But I'm curious if you have maybe recommendations. Like you, communication is important. We had an entire episode on communication. And do you have any tips like when talking to each other? And I was on a long call with my mom last night. And it's like, there's a great book. We talk about it, nonviolent communication. And it's just approaching people in a nonviolent way. And mm-hmm. I'm curious if you have any tips on like if you see, maybe Matt's getting frustrated or vice versa, Matt, if you see Anna's getting frustrated or, um, you know, you're feeling that energy. It's like, do you just be like, Hey, you're looking, you're looking a little uh, upset over there. Like you want a drink or like, oh, what is it? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I've kind of learned that when people are upset, it's a lot more constructive to let them release why they're upset rather than putting, like, if I thought he was upset, like, I wouldn't say, are you upset about this and this and this? Like I would kind of ask him questions that would get him to release what's going on in his own way, because that makes it leave your brain. You know, like if I'm just putting it on him and on him, like it's probably just gonna feed it more and make him more angry. Whereas if I let him kind of release it in his own way by just asking the right questions, I think it kind of helps him overcome it more um same with me and and then also like I understand what's going on from a more like his perspective rather than my assumption yeah
3: I love that to add on to that um I think just um really being quick with um like airing out what's frustrating you what's stressing you out if that starts to build up it's not healthy for the person holding that and it's not healthy for anybody else around you The the energy is you know, being radiated and, you know, she especially is receptive to my energy, but to everyone's really. Um, so I think, you know, kind of tackling the problem right when it sparks or or shows itself, um, you know, would be my recommendation. Let's air it out. Let's figure out what's really the root of this problem and find a solution that's, um, you know, kind of easy to come to really when you're, when you're being open with your communication.
0: Well, and also like you guys were saying, um, you know, knowing yourself in a relationship is so important because you can't, you really can't depend on the other person. Like, obviously he makes me so happy, but I can't depend on him for my happiness. You know, like I have to be able to sit with myself and my shit and be okay with it. You know, like he doesn't have my shit. He can't solve all my problems for me. So it's really important to, you got to be good with yourself Like if the other person is making you who you are, that's not really a good sign, you know, like you want to be who you are. And then they enhance that and emphasize it and help you grow. Not, not only make you that when you're with them or something, you know, it's
2: perfect. Yeah. Another mic drop. I know. I I was going to say another (laughs) mic drop. That's, that's relationship advice. One-on-one is like, you need to be responsible for your own happiness. And then it's like picking a partner that helps support that. Right where you're both, but like, yeah, it's like if that person is what's making you happy, then it's like, okay, there's there's some pieces missing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm curious, kind of a twofold question. One, what is the biggest challenge that you didn't expect, and then what has surprised you in a good way? Like, what is something you didn't expect that's been the most fun, or you know, uh, you've really enjoyed about this process so far?
3: Um. I'll start with that one. Biggest surprise and like um kind of I don't know um kind of phrase that but BLM for us free land free camp spots it was undiscovered unknown to me I did not think it was a thing and all of a sudden there's 500 camping spots between here and Arizona that you can camp for free for up to 14 days and nobody knows about it why doesn't anybody know about it because I don't know i guess not, not that as many people are going out to enjoy nature but um that was a pleasant surprise for us we pretty much paid zero dollars for camping in our last three months um, i think we stayed at what three spots we went to yuma arizona wanted to be really close to the border so we ended up paying for a spot there
0: we took the bus to mexico
3: took the bus to mexico Yes. Um, another good thing, the engine, uh, it's a 1985, um, international bus, um, has over 260,000 miles on it. And the engine has run smooth as butter, no problems whatsoever. Um, we took it in for one oil change and filter change, and that's been the only maintenance we've done to it. Um, so that's definitely been a huge relief, I guess, not having to worry about that, um, challenges for me. Um, you know, obviously the build was pretty difficult, um, but having the bus community and the support of everybody who's done it before us is, was really, uh, really helpful. Um, and then like the power, the power and Wi-Fi on the road, um, not having like sure power to hook up in, you know, real campsites, um, was a little bit of a struggle for us, you know, just on those cloudy days where it's raining and we only have, you know, 70% battery and we don't want to drain it all the way. So our fridge dies in the middle of the night type of thing. Um, So dealing with those little adversities, um, challenges along the way.
0: For me, my biggest surprise was how massive the RV and trailer community is. It's insane out there, man. Like these people, their setups were insane. Like these things unfold with porches as big as our bus. Like (laughs) it was crazy. And uh, we definitely need a buggy here soon to fit in um like a little dune buggy so yeah i was surprised with how many rv people there were and then also um how many like how nice the schoolie community is they're everywhere um
2: yeah and- r- real quick are you guys just like all right this is the next upgrade this is the next thing we're doing like yeah. when you see what's out there oh, well yeah. it,
0: it it makes so much sense why when people build one bus they build a lot of buses because. A month in, we were like, okay, well, we would have changed this. We would have built this a little bit different because, like, your floor plan sounds so good in your head, and then you start
3: living in it. You
0: live in it, and you're like, okay, well, that's a waste of space. Like, that could have been this, you know. So you really start
3: to learn. Like, you
2: don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
4: life. Taylor and I were just having this conversation about the growth of modern happiness, and we're pulling all this stuff that we've learned from our past experiences and businesses, you know, me being a personal trainer, photographer, engineer, even, and riding my bike across country, all this stuff, him being a strength coach and and a CrossFit coach and uh, and life coach now and all these things. Now we can put all this together and build modern happiness in a more efficient way, in the way we want to, not just like kind of guessing, "Mm, maybe this is how this guy did it. Let's do it this way. Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: Yeah. And I mean, going off of that, like I'm sure we've always are all experienced some sort of like challenge or negativity where we were like, why is this happening to us, you know, and then a couple months goes by and you look at it and you're like, whoa, like, where would I be if that didn't happen, you know, so just like really reassures that everything happens for a reason because, you know, you guys are on this podcast together because of all of your accumulated experiences, good and bad that led you to here, able to share this message, right? So I think putting an emphasis on like a mantra I've been using recently is um, there's no good day or no bad days, only good days and lessons. And I think that when you kind of take that into your like perspective and view things as a learning experience rather than, than a negative experience, you know, it'll really change your life.
4: Oh, Matt, I, Matt, I love you, but Anna, want, you want to be our third co-host? Already? Yeah.
2: Anna, what do you do for work? Do you
4: want to, do you want to be a life
2: coach? Do you, oh my Actually, God.
4: Taylor, since you said that, and I'm just going to change the subject now because it was the first question I wrote down, but what the hell do you guys do for work? Yeah. Do you, how do you, how do you make money?
3: Yeah. Um, I've been in the cannabis industry since I got out of school. Uh, me and my buddies founded a company. Um, it's an ancillary company. So, Partially running that, um, and then I'm also a salesman for uh, automated manufacturing equipment um, for both the cannabis industry, um, as well as some other um, you know, natural health and cosmetic type of um, companies as well.
4: Okay, for, for, for our listeners who don't know, because I obviously know everything, what's ancillary? Um, non-cannabis touching. So anything
3: that doesn't directly touch the plant, so extraction packaging. equipment, packaging, um, if you're growing, if you're extracting, if you're a brand that's bringing product to market, you are no longer ancillary. So, cool. yeah, tech, I guess, would be another one um, in that space that's ancillary as well. Got it.
4: Whew. Yeah. Now that our listeners understand that. So, <laughs> and Matt. But, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: Um, I am a Kongen water consultant and also in the works of being a coach. Like, I don't know. Oh, let's go. Yeah, it's one of those things that's I, been like an accumulation of a million experiences Experiences is just kind of like in the creation of this course that I'm making right now. Um, but for the Kongen water consulting, I started doing that when we were in Colorado and saw him go into all of these cannabis events and kind of figured out how my water machine could help the cannabis industry. So um, I work in the health and cannabis industry kind of together um, and then going to launch my coaching business soon. Oh,
2: so, uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us more about that. What does this look like? What kind of coaching? This is um, what we so, geek out on.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i kind of using the title as a wellness coach right now, but I'm not exactly sure Um, I've just kind of realized that, you know, through my whole life, I've been kind of a light for others through a lot of really hard times. And, um, you know, on my Instagram, I show up with a lot of like yoga, meditation, wellness practices, positivity, that type of thing. And just kind of noticed that people were reaching out and asking me how I kind of ran a business while keeping up my mental health and realized how many of my friends who are actually in nine to fives um, experience this as well and just get so consumed in their work that they have no time for their passions or their wellness or any of that. And so my course is really just about being able to um, make time for yourself, it kind of makes you get to know you, your limiting beliefs, your triggers, your pain points, that type of thing. So you can be aware of that in business and in life and um, then dive into you know some wellness practices that can help you find more balance in your day to day, because I think so many people suffer from just diving into the grind and feeling like they owe their life to the grind and I respect the grind and the corporate world it's not for me but if you're in the corporate world like you have to take care of your mental health like your mental health is going to reflect in your business and how you show up on the phone in meetings um so really just trying to be that person no matter what your business is um your mental health matters
2: Wow. We have so much we could talk about. Um, I will just say it is very clear and obvious that you are meant to do this work. So I just encourage you to lean into that, to push into that because a quick backstory on me, I have a degree in exercise science. I was a college strength coach. So I worked at College of Charleston, Colorado State University, Clemson University, got into CrossFit and it was a very natural progression, kind of like you talked about where my vehicle for helping people was fitness and movement. And then it was like, I was coaching the person, not the exercise they come to me with, right? Because it's like, if you can't show up fully, meaning if you're struggling, if your mental health is struggling, if you have a relationship or finances, then, you know, what you do in the gym doesn't matter. And it became a natural progression. I was like, oh, there's a lot of great fitness coaches. Like this is what people need. And um, there's a lot of parallels with what you're saying and my current clients where like, I see so many people settle for good enough when great is just around the corner, and it's like you said, they they stop dreaming. If they just start dreaming again, and they they believe it's actually possible, their life could change. Um, so, follow up question: You had mentioned earlier that your superpower is limiting beliefs. I'm I'm really curious. Are there any common limit like super common limiting beliefs that you hear people say? And if so, like how do you help them overcome that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much programming comes from your childhood and is subconscious um and I think that that is really like when I hear about someone's problem like in personally I don't look at it as a problem I look at it as okay where is the root to this like you say that you can't why is that maybe someone like when you were younger maybe someone told you that you couldn't you know like for me, I struggled with body image for a long time. And that was, I realized because I was really big as a little kid and people would point that out. And so like, for me, like mentally, I was always like this really big kid even when I wasn't anymore. So it's really, I think just finding the root of that because people don't even realize that they, like someone said something to them or told them that they couldn't or something like that when they were younger. Um, You know, it's it's like curing someone or, if a plant has a disease you know you're not going to just cut off a leaf you're going to go to the root and you're going to find out what's infecting that root right um so i think just really being able to you gotta people gotta get vulnerable they gotta be willing to dive into themselves and really take a look at what's made them who they are um and i think a really good practice that i've learned is called morning pages Um, And it's basically when you wake up in the morning, you first thing you do is you take out a notebook and a pencil and you You just start writing and you don't even really have to try and write. Basically what it's doing is it's getting all of your subconscious thoughts, because if you read it back after writing like three pages, you're going to be like, wow, this makes no sense. I have no idea what I was saying. That's because your subconscious is like, oh, I have this meeting there. I need to do that. I didn't do that well. Like I have this good, blah, 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 right? So if you get all of that out of your head and onto paper, then you have room in your mind to recreate your story, to fill your brain with, you know, new ideas, your imagination, whatever it is. Right. So, um, yeah, I think in short, getting to the root of where that living belief stems from.
4: I love that because Taylor talks about this. You can, you can obviously see what you're saying. Like your words are so powerful. And when imagine this, right. Think of a baseball, Matt. you like this. Think of a baseball. (laughs) Now the image is in your head of a baseball, you know, exactly what it looks like. And now you're going to carry that around all day, that baseball. And it's the same thing if you go, I'm stupid, I'm fat, I am, I'm I not good at sales, I can't do this electrical in the bus, all this stuff. And now you carry that around all fucking day, mm-hmm. all day, and then you wake up the next morning and the same thing. But I love what you said about the morning pages. Let's write that out. Fine. You know what? <laughs> Fine. It's not, oh, God. Taylor's, we're losing Taylor. Taylor's choking over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> but now you can get that out of your head and make space for it. So it's not staying in your head. Like I said, and you're carrying that around all day, but you get that out. And I also love what you said about, um, going to the root of the cause. The point of a flower is to bloom. And when it's not blooming, you don't, like you said, you don't look at the the flower or the, or the petal, or you don't start plucking that off. You go to the root, You say, what's wrong with the soil. What's going on down here. Um, in its environment, you don't blame the flower because the flower's, the flower wants to bloom. Mm
3: -hmm. Totally. What's
4: causing it to not bloom. Mm
3: -hmm. And if we
4: could figure that out and start to change that language, then we have space to bloom.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Just what, how powerful your words are. Um, it's, it's wild.
4: Yeah, it is. Okay. So Matt, you had mentioned that the first idea of the bus was lividity. Am I saying that right? Yep. Yeah. I would be curious for you to expand on what that exactly means. And then you, you also, you both said like the, the purpose, your purpose is to inspire people. And obviously, and it sounds like you're, you're, you're working towards that, towards your life coaching. Um, Matt, I'm curious how you do that in your field and um, how also the bus inspires that as well.
3: Yeah. Um, so going back to Liberty, um, it's the energy and life force, that is in all people, all things on earth. Um,
0: it's a Rastafarian word.
3: Yep. And actually, I think you found it originally, didn't you? Um, yeah, and we, it just really resonated with us. And, um, you know, we're all one. We, we're all the same and when it comes down to the basic elements of, you know, atoms and energy and, and really what's created life on earth. Um, so being able to kind of make that connection back to nature, back to each other and go, you know, we're all in this together type of thing. Let's, let's elevate our lives. Let's elevate the, our surroundings, our environment um, together. You know, it's not just one person. We can all do this together. Um, so that's kind of where um, the livity thing sparked and resonated so much with us. Um, and, you know, I think we both still really carry that into every day Um, and you know she especially takes it in every day to work Um, for me um, you know inspiring people to branch off and go into an industry that was kind of stigmatized as you know stoners or this is so unprofessional this is blah 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 it's never really going to amount to anything four years ago more so now than now you know, you're seeing billion dollar companies IPO on the NASDAQ and whatnot. And it's mind blowing to me to see that realization, um, come to life. Um, and I had, I, you know, had that image in my mind. Um, so really, I don't think it's specific to cannabis though. I think it's, it's a life lesson to go after what you think is right and what you think you can achieve. Um, and don't really listen to the naysayers, you know? It's not about them, it's about you. So go take care of yourself, like she said. Um, and then take those action steps you need to create your own reality. Um, so that's where I, you know, kind of bring it to work. <laughs> love it. I love
4: it. Yeah. Uh so all right. So I'm curious, what is the plan? What is the future plan? Are you gonna be in this bus for five, 10, 20 years? No, <laughs> we want to buy some land. Okay.
3: Where? Yeah, the end goal is to buy some land and kind of create either an Airbnb type of retreat with the land um, and the bus on it. Maybe some other small structures like yurts and things like that, where it's very connected to nature. You have a nice, you know, stable um, shelter to go back to at the end of the day. But really, you know, it's more. Let's live outside. Let's live in in. Um, connection to, to nature yeah and to get off the beaten path for sure I don't think either of us really were foreseeing this as like a huge long-term road trip per se um, it was more to go out and experience things firsthand and be able to spend two three four weeks and um, you know a really remote spot that not a lot of people are exploring and um, yeah kind of just reconnect to nature um, in a way so the plan right now is, you know, we're in Chico, we're, we're hanging out for the week, um, waiting for this wedding on Sunday, um, which will be a great time. And then we're heading up to Oregon for um, the early part of August. And then we're not really sure after that, we've kind of been planning like two week segments at a time. Um, so leaving kind of loose plans um, up in the air after that. So
4: if in October, kind of like second week to the end of October, I'll be in Big Fork, Montana. So if you get Ooh, the itch,
0: to to Montana in the fall actually. If you get
4: the itch. My girlfriend's got a place off the beaten path. The address is like, you know, two miles down this dirt road. Take a left. If you see, if you see <laughs> the the buffaloes, you've gone too far. Or whatever. Like that's where she's staying. So uh, sounds perfect. We'd love to see you guys there in in the bus in the blue bus let's
2: make it happen yeah man. that
0: would be that awesome. awesome we got to make oh, it right. out to colorado with the bus too because our colorado oh, obviously.
2: To <laughs> i was gonna say yes, when please. are you coming back yes, to denver please. let us know buy you dinner i would love yeah yeah That'd be in awesome. full
0: shout out to softa in denver you <gasps> have Yum. never been
1: that's literally What's your really homework fun? tonight
4: Softa, okay. Homework. Wait,
1: so- wait that's my favorite restaurant in denver yes literally, literally. yes, yes. Right. You know, what kind of food is it It's Mediterranean, Nice, really good hummus
2: sandwich. There we go. I like it. Okay. So, uh, just one thing you had mentioned, um, talking about the cannabis industry. I think it's so interesting. Um, you know, and even going back to limiting beliefs, like a big thing that I learned from a mentor that I teach my clients is actually this idea of unlearning because a lot of people, it's not who you are it's what you learned and they feel like they learned that they were a lazy person they learned that you know they'll never amount to anything they learned that doing this job is bad and so yeah it's not who you are it's what you learned and if you learned it you can unlearn it and Mm -hmm. i think that's what's so cool and even you know anna going back to the very beginning where you're close to your family but they're like what are you what are you doing you have so much potential blah blah blah." and it's like yeah this is my potential like you can't Mm -hmm. see it and so I think that's really cool. Um, but Matt, you had mentioned earlier, you talked a little bit about happiness and this is modern happiness. So I'm curious, what, like, how do you guys define happiness? What makes you happy? And our tagline is happiness is a choice. We believe that happiness is a choice. And that's not to say that you can't have tough times and you can't you know, feel your feelings and you can't struggle. But when that happens, you can do something to move forward. So I'm curious if you guys, ha- like what makes you happy? And do you have any advice for our listeners to choose happiness?
3: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it definitely resonates with, with us and, um, everything that we kind of do on the daily basis, but, um, to hit on like the happiness point, I think it goes back to being okay with yourself and being happy with yourself first. If you, you know, are tending to the outside needs of society, of your parents, of your work before you can, you know, truly be yourself and be um, you know, happy in your own skin. Um, and I think that's a day-to-day challenge for everybody. You know, sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're just like, man, I, I don't feel good today. How do I get to that place where I do actually feel good? And, and taking those steps to s- mentally say it's possible first off, and then taking the, the action steps, um, to kind of create that reality for yourself, you know, as immediate as possible too. Um,
0: yeah yeah i mean i think happiness is a state of mind for sure like you said happiness is definitely a choice um because you wake up every day you can choose to be angry at the world or you can choose to be happy um and i think that also like he said stems from the inner inner workings of your perspectives on the world and um all of that good stuff you know it is just an emotion right like i don't know why people hold sadness to this, this crazy high level, you know, like it's up there with happiness. It's an, it's an emotion that we all feel. I think we just hold them to different levels. Um, so again, like it's a choice, like you said, and I think it just takes, you to say, I'm going to choose to be happy. And when you choose to be happy, happy things come to you. Um, again, going back to the law of attraction, you just got to declare that it's happiness, um, that you want to feel today, not sadness. So declare it.
3: Declare. Yeah. And kind of to your point or like to your, to your audience. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with like routines and what makes you happy and finding that element in your life and kind of latching onto it and holding that to like a little bit of a higher power than these other distracting things that you just maybe have to get done throughout the day. Hold that in your head, hold that space where you are feeling happy. You can, and you can do that. It's a, it's a choice. Like you said, hold that space in in your mind instead of these other negative thoughts.
0: Yeah. And going like, I think also too, if you like, don't know what makes you happy, think about what made you happy as a little kid like, I feel like we all lose touch with our inner child. And like, I loved scrapbooking and making sandcastles. Baseball, and it's like,
4: baseball, baseball, baseball. <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: like, like one exercise that I have in my course is write down 25 things that make you happy. And then ask yourself, how many of those things are you doing on a daily basis? And most people will look at the list and be like, I haven't done that in years. I mean, I don't remember the last time I did that. So like, take that, take three things from that list and do that every single day. Even if it's the smallest thing, like smelling a rose, I don't know, whatever makes you happy, just do it. And you'll, you'll find happiness, you know?
2: Amazing. This is incredible. I, I think definitely this has been a theme Matt and I have been talking about lately, which is cool, but like big takeaway from you guys is you guys really know yourselves and you know, what's important to you and you know, your values and you know what makes you happy and I think for our listeners, it's like, find that because you guys are taking the, the road less traveled quote unquote. Right. And there's been a lot of resistance and a lot of people who would not do that. Right. The, the common path is the corporate job or whatever. And it's like, when you really know yourself and know what fills you up and know what's important, it becomes easy. So Um. this has been incredible. I'm, I'm super grateful for you guys. I'm excited to connect in person. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, thanks
4: That's so awesome. So much for coming on. So typically, when we end a podcast, I don't know. I started this. I don't. I I have an idea of where it came from, but and then I'll sign <laughs> off and we'll and we'll go peace. And I wanted to like the there's a reason why I say peace. Peace is tranquility. When you're at peace with yourself, and you guys have seemed to found that especially in nature. And so I want to on the count of three, we're all gonna do it this time. And we're going to say goodbye to our listeners until next episode. And on three, two, one, we're going to say peace together. Three, two, one, peace. peace.